Welcome to the Eclectic Readers Podcast, where we would all be magical creatures in our memoirs. I'm Susan. I'm Jeanette. I'm Tara. Hey, guys. Hello. Hey. How is everybody doing this month? Well, I'm in Australia, so that's a thing. Um, <laughs> it's nighttime. <laughs> uh, there's a ton of bats here. Crazy man bats. Um, yeah. And I'm like basically being paid to be at a beach for a week. It is not the worst thing ever. Um, but, uh, yeah. So missing my husband and my life and everything back home, but you know, things are pretty cool here. Uh, yeah. But if I yawn, please excuse me. (laughs) Uh, what about you guys? How are you doing? Hi, Jeanette. Well, uh, things have been busy lately, so much going on, but I did actually get to attend and enjoy Free Comic Book Day yesterday, nice. so that was a lot of fun. I hit uh, three different comic book shops um, and I was even able to pick up some stuff for like the little baby dinosaur. So Aww, fun. Yeah, because then I left, Daniel was like, so make sure you pick up a comic for her, and I was like... I can buy her something, sure. <laughs> and he's like, no, of the free comics, like, don't go spending extra money, like, buy it, just get her a free comic. And I'm looking at him, and I said, um, but they're my free comics. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ned. So, you know, I used two of my picks for her, because I felt bad. That was a greedy attitude. <laughs> <laughs> Oh goodness! But it was a lot of fun. <laughs> this is this is the third free comic book day I have not been in the states during. And I'm getting a little tired of missing out on free, <laughs> glorious, glorious, shiny, glossy comics. <laughs> yeah, we. Okay. I tried going yesterday um, at the one coffee shop slash comic book store that I like to go to. Um, but by the time we got there, because it was late afternoon, all, everything was gone. It's like, oh. <laughs> but yeah. um, we were able to find a Steven Universe comic for Emily, so I bought that for her. Nice. Yep, that's fun. Yeah, I yep. love the Steven Universe comics. I think they're super cute. They're it, well, we bought one. I forget one, but we we bought one, and she really liked it. It's kind of like. Falling apart. <laughs> Aww, good um, sign. A little too much. <laughs> um, so I know she's gonna like it. Um, she she loves it. And then we just kind of sat for a little bit while I browsed, and she was just looking at the other comic books. So it was a nice time, though. So yeah, yeah. Um, I was kind of bummed. And our local library last year, our local library participated because I was able to get a comic issue for her. Um, but they didn't do it this year, so I was kind of bummed. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Participants Ooh, like seem, yeah. yeah, the participants seem to kind of vary in the way they handle it and the way they do things every year. Like last yeah. year, I went to one of the comic book stores um, near near me, and it was in the afternoon, so they had had like their rush in the morning, and they ha- they said, "Well, you know, in the morning we were limiting people to how many they could take, but." Yeah, it's getting towards the end of the day. You pick as pick up as many as you want, and mm-hmm. I was like, okay. So <laughs> I, I mean, and I didn't want to be greedy either. So I just got like the same number that I had been limited to at the 
first store I'd gone to. So, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> oh, so you didn't want to be greedy at the second store. Of yeah. <laughs> well, you, the second, the first manageable. <laughs> yeah, the first store set had like limited me to six, so I was like, I will get six at the second store, and then I'm not being greedy. That's exactly the number I was told I could take it from last time. <laughs> um, <laughs> but this year, I walked in and I walked in in the afternoon and. They like they were packed and they were they had signs up keeping the limit up all day I think right because yeah it was a big deal this year mm-hmm. so well yeah I'm glad you got to go though that's always yeah fun. super fun yep um, I mean I think that's the one good thing about all these Marvel movies being other than how great they are there's more than one good thing about the Marvel movies I'm sorry Marvel don't kill me um. Uh, is that I do think like free comic book day has become so huge. Mm-hmm. I remember just like 12 years ago, uh, like not that big of a deal. Like I could go at any time and yeah, the big issues would be gone because all the super nerds would have gone before I got there. Cause they would woke up early and I'm not waking up early for many things. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but, like, for the most part, I could get anything I wanted. Now, if there's, like, a big issue out, you got to be on it. Yeah, you got to strategize on now. It, on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. They're, they're yeah. like, they're like, yeah, there's going to be a crossover between Doctor Who and Captain Picard, and you've got to get there to be there. It's like, that's gone. Yep. That's like hotcakes. Um, you know, yep. but <laughs> it, it's, it's good. I think that's a positive thing. Resurgence of the medium is, is good. Yeah, it's definitely a good thing. And like and that's one of the reasons why I like to hit the different shops is like then I get to kind of, you know, spread my business around because I buy something in every stop I, like, shop it, I go to. Okay. So, it, it's just like, yeah, it, oh, spread your business around to your free comics? Yes. That's no, no, so no. It's <laughs> No, I buy something in every store. So Yes, I, I, I got that yeah. now. I got that now. I'm yeah. giving you more props. Good job. Good job. Um, but it's like I could go to my local store and my and favorite. things and <laughs> – and all that stuff, though, in ge- you know, other than comics, though, please, you can include comics if you want to. Comics are always, always allowed. Um, what are we reading right now, guys? Susan, what are you reading? Oh, I'm, I am on the way of sci-fi right now, so it's kind of exciting. Um, so right now, I am rereading Ready Player One and Ender's Game. So... And they're both audiobooks nice. that I'm listening to because they're both really good audiobooks. So, yeah, those are my reads for, for now. I'm excited. How about nice, you? Nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah, those are both good. Yep. I didn't do Enders in audio, so the audio, the narrator is really good. So, uh, there's like a handful of people who read the book. It's like a Ooh. cast, but they kind of read the sections of the characters that they're reading. Um, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The yep. uh, Conjuring of Light, which is, that's just the third book. I, I never remember the name of this, the title. That Mer- If Merit was here, she'd already be yelling at me. Um, <laughs> the Shades of Magic. Thank you. The Shades <laughs> of Magic series. Um, by the way, happy birthday, Meredith. Real quick. Yes, Yay, it's her birthday. birthday. Um, but the, that's why she's not on, guys. Um, you know, actually enjoying her, her morning. Uh, but sh- the Shades of Magic series, um, it, the audiobook has a male and female counterpart. And I tried okay. to listen to the audio of that, and I did not like it. No. At hmm. all. No. Okay. I don't know why, but I just, I just, 
I, mm, I, I think because I, I, they were not the voices I wanted them to be for the characters mm-hmm. they were trying to be. Right. And just it was not my thing. Um, but the Ender's Game one, you like the switch off? Yeah, because there's like at the beginning you have um, Ender, so there's a man who reads Ender's section, of course, and then um, and then it'll cut to like uh, Colonel Graf and like some other official, and they're talking to each other, and those are two different men, and then it'll cut to like Valentine, and it'll be a woman reading her part, and then Peter, it'll be another man reading his part, um, so it's not super confusing. Um, it's really well done. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Well, what about you, Jeanette? What are you, what are you reading? So I am kind of going between two. I'm reading The Bells by Danielle Clayton. Uh, we went to see her at like the, um, the Northern Virginia Teen Book Festival this year and she was hilarious. I've been really looking forward to reading her book. Um, and that, uh, this one, it's so far, it's about these, it's a fantasy and these um, girls are used, trained to use magic to make things more beautiful or make people more beautiful. I'm not sure if it's all things or just people. Um, and one of them is to be chosen as like the queen's favorite. And if they win the contest. This is sounding very familiar. Yeah. Um, so if it's, it's like, like she's a, if she gets chosen to be the queen's favorite, you know, she gets all the like fancy title and I'm assuming all the privileges and things thereof. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm not very far into it right now. So they're just choosing the favorite now. And yeah, there's going to be adventures which ensue. um, And then I'm reading Behold the Dreamers by Mbolo Mbue, which... For whatever reason, I thought it was going to be like kind of a slow emotional build, but it starts off with this immigrant in a job interview, and within like five pages, I'm like, I hope he gets it. So, <laughs> um, I'm not very far into either of these books, but I'm feeling invested. I want well, everybody that- to get all the things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a sign of a good book, though. Within five pages, you're already super invested in the character's story. And you're like, oh, God, I'm so nervous for you. What's going to happen? Yeah. So it's good. So the Bells concept, that sounds like it's the... um, It sounds like that one character that from the book that we read, this is is not going to go Oh, Shadow and Bone. Yeah, Shadow yeah, and Bone. I was just thinking it sounds that. like that specifically that one character who mm-hmm. is the queen's assistant who makes people beautiful. It's like a book just about people like her. <laughs> sort um, of. I mean, like in this in the society, it's like everybody, um, like everybody is born like looking colorless and worn out and oh, withered so out, except the bells. Hmm. And then the bells, their job is to like bring color back to people's lives and, you know, beautify these women or people, I should say. And they get paid lots and lots of money to do it because it's like, it's like having a famous beautician is what I'm getting out of it. And people will come to them for beauty treatments and they will magically make people pretty. (laughs) But, um, yeah, there will be, you know, fantasy adventures because it's a fantasy book. Of course. Right. 
I just haven't reached that part yet. (laughs) (laughs) So what are you reading, Uh, Tara? Yeah. So I am reading Jacoby by William Ritter. And I believe, Jeanette, that was your suggestion. So Yes. um, (laughs) I have downloaded it and I've started the first chapter and I already really, really like it. Um, It's. In addition to that, I did wander into a small publishing, like, Zine Fair here in Sydney uh, today, actually. So I picked up a whole bunch of Zines that I'm really looking forward to reading. Some have, like, poetry. Some are a, like, a mixed media of um, interviews and photos. And, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. They all look really, really interesting. And I'm uh, only upset I couldn't buy more actually. It was really a cool experience. But yeah, I'm looking forward to Jack B, uh, because that will finish my book bingo square of a book with a murder. (laughs) Ooh, nice. That's a good one. It's so fun. Um, It is fun. Yes. And that's on my list to reread this year, so I'm looking forward to it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and we all know how we love to complete challenges. Mm-hmm. Right, it's true. <laughs> right, you this two is, see where I'm going with this, right? I don't you know, know what you're I'm talking going? about. <laughs> uh, I'm because I know, and I'm in. <laughs> it's because our readathon is back. Yes, what? our annual birthday readathon. Um, so we've already announced the dates, but in case you have um, forgotten, dear listeners, um, it's going to take place June 22nd to June 23rd. Um, and we're doing it very scavenger hunty, like last time, because uh, it seemed like you guys had a lot of fun with that. Um, so this is going to be a really good time for you to try and complete your Mad Libs challenge as well, if you haven't done that yet, uh, because there's going to be, you know, there's going to be some clues that that connect together. Uh, the prize winner <laughs> will receive any three ER books of their choice. Um, brand new. We're not going to be pawning off our old copies on you. We promise. Um, even if Susan did suggest pawning off a captive mind, Um, I am not that mean. (laughs) Some lucky library will be getting that library. So (laughs) that's why it's like, I was like, donate it to the library, Susan. Anyway, Um, I've been meaning um, to, it's just still sitting in my shelf. (laughs) I've been meaning to do that with uh, a book we've read years and years ago. mm -hmm. So, yep. Which one? Oh, I bet I know. Can I guess? Sure. Can I? Is it a Canticle for Leibowitz? Oh no, not that one. Oh God. Okay, I was shocked. Which one is it? The Marriage Plot. Oh, Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. See. Fair enough. Yep. That's fair. (laughs) That's fair. We didn't even podcast about that. That's how long ago this was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I said years and years. You did. You did say it. Um, So basically, if you haven't gotten around to reading that book from that episode you've been eager to listen to, here's your chance to get a copy of it for free on us. Plus, um, you get to hang out with us for 24 hours with fun times and, and books. And I mean, who doesn't love that, guys? Right? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It was so fun last year. Like It was a lot of fun last so year. So much fun. We had a great time. <laughs> great time. Yep. Even, even my shift, which was like the like 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. shift. I had a great time. People were chatting me up. Like I had someone in Australia. Hey, Australia! Hey, listener <laughs> from Australia. I had someone in Australia chatting me up. It was a good time. Yep. Um, but yeah. Uh, just to repeat, June 22nd through June 23rd, um, and it's starting at, I believe, 8 p.m. 
Yes. Girls, back me mm-hmm. up on that. Yep. 8 p.m. Yep. Eastern, Eastern Standard Time. Standard yes. Time. Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> so, uh, on to our general book talk. Um, we today are discussing a memoir. So, it's only right for us to discuss memoirs in general. Um, some people love them, some people hate them, some people love certain kinds. Um, guys, how do you feel about memoirs? Uh, growing up, I just kind of didn't care for them. Um, and I think it's because the ones that have been publicized, you know, the ones where they go to a talk show and do their circuit and things like that, um, it kind of like, it's just, it kind of felt like the same thing was happening. Like it would just be like rock stars for a little while who'd be writing their memoirs on uh, the struggles they've been through and how they overcame them. And I'm not believing belittling them in any way um i think it's important like i think you just need to know about other people's lives period you know um it's good to see other people's perspectives and ways of life um but i feel like it it was just kind of being the same thing over and over again so it was just kind of of oversaturation is a good way to put it um but yeah but as i got older more and more diverse memoirs were coming out of a lot more different people. And that's when it really got a lot more interesting. Um, so I've actually been reading quite a bit of memoirs lately. So um, now I don't, I, I like them. I don't mind them as much. I think they're usually interesting. I never really find any of them like super bad, you know. Um, I think they're all interesting. They all have like really good things to say. Um, yeah about like ways of life and perspective. So yeah, nowadays I, I don't mind reading memoirs. I'll be up for a memoir. What about you, Jeanette? How do you feel about him? So I have to agree. Like it's not something that I was into until recent years. I would say within the past maybe 10 years or so as when I've actually become interested in them. And I find that I tend to enjoy them more when either I connect to the character in some way. Um, For example, a few years back, I read um, Esmeralda Santiago's memoirs. Um, The first one is Mm. uh, When I Was Puerto Rican. Yes. And I read the trilogy of memoirs that she's written. And there was a lot of stuff that I really connected to because – having Puerto Rican family members. Um, I like could see some of the stuff that she was describing in my own family. And then when she talks about like fitting in when she comes over to the mainland, like there's definitely fitting in stuff that I could see in my parents and my own life and my family's life. So like that connection is really important to me. Um, Sometimes, of course, you're going to read a memoir that you don't, you know, it's a celebrity and you're like, I don't have anything in common. But there's, you know, I want, if I don't have a connection, then I want to, like, see, like, the story develop. I want to see some, like, growth and change or something. Right. So I found that when I don't like a memoir, it's because I feel like nothing happened in it. Right. That there's no actual story there. Right. Right. Yeah. So, but I think it's important to read memoirs. And it's funny to me that over the years, I think I've gotten um, more and more interested in them. 
um, which I didn't, I would never have expected. Yeah. See, I, I agree with you. When I was younger, I read a lot of like biographies because I was really into history and that was sort of my, my nonfiction. Um, and then I read a lot of essay books, but I sort of skipped completely over memoirs and I, I don't know why. <laughs> but I just completely skipped over them. Like, okay, I went from biographies to essays, but that that other piece where someone tells them tells me their whole life story that I just was not interested in. And then as I got older, I started reading more. And there, I know what I don't like. I don't like memoirs that are like what I consider disguised self help books about love. Oh, yes, <laughs> um, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I'm not that I'm specifically pointing out a specific book that we read or anything, but <laughs> I really don't like those. Um, you know, it's any memoirs that act like self-help books or memoirs that act like they have all the answers mm-hmm. bother me because if you read enough memoirs, you know that no one has all the answers and that's okay. <laughs> um, and that's actually one of the things I, I love about it. Um, I love that this is a good memoir to me is a story that, you know, is very, very honest and just tells you like it is. And whether this is wrong or whether this is right or whether I did all the right things or didn't do all the right things, the mistakes that I made, um, this is for you to interpret and, and listen to and get whatever you can from. And I find that really interesting. Um, and you know, I don't, I don't know if I care about the celebrity ones as much, although we, we are reading a celebrity one, but I mean, infinitely interesting one. And to be fair, actually, I think the last one I read was Hillary Clinton. So maybe I'm lying (laughs) and celebrity (laughs) ones are just fine. Just, you know, it depends on the person. (laughs) It depends on the human being. (laughs) Um, like anything else though, like anything else, it depends on the human being. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really, really liked it. And it, it's really made me think, though, um, about my own memoir. <laughs> like, if my own story would be interesting, and I think anybody would want to read it at all. <laughs> um, have you guys thought about your own memoirs at all? Uh, recently, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Like recently, within the past week, when we uh, kind of brought up this topic, uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys, but it's a that really was a good, good transition, and you just ruined it. Ruined it. Fine. Well, since you have been thinking about it, Susan, I'm going to call you out because God, ruiner. Hey, at least um, I have two two titles that I thought of. All right, so I actually like. <laughs> I have backup oh, here. I, I was thinking about it. <laughs> all right, well, what would you call your memoir? What would it be generally about? So I wasn't, so I have two only because like, I wasn't sure like kind of what direction I would go to, like more of like a, like a, a inner growth kind of thing. Or if it's like a, a literal thing of like, oh, this is how I, I grew up. But um, so Two titles are being pseudo crunchy, um, because even growing up, we didn't really 
like do any like newfangled stuff really you know like i still my my parents still made me take this nasty medicine that's supposed to help promote like growth and things like that um and then now with kids like i'm seeing myself i'm using like essential oils you know <laughs> um but i'm still like mm, i'm still going to the doctor to get my medicine that you know science has created uh <laughs> Um, I'm still, you know, taking my children and have them go to like public school kind of thing, you know, so kind of like that way of life. Um, so I that I guess that could be interesting, kind of like how that part of my life kind of st- stays consistent while things around me change. Um, and then I thought of a more literal title of moving on up to the mountains. because you know i live right next to the mountains now um and where i was born was texas it's kind of flat and you know another chunk of my life was living in florida which is sea level (laughs) you know um so in that way it could it could potentially be interesting i guess like chunking it into like um uh, where I lived and how that affected how I grew up, I guess. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yep. What about you, Jeanette? What's your title and memoir about? Okay, I don't have a title because I couldn't think of one. But I think that... Um, I think if I wrote a memoir, I think it would end up being about... It's going to sound like super gloomy but i think it would start it would be about um how the story of my life like after my mom passed away but i don't mean that in like a gloomy sense it's just everything in my life started i'm very much a planner and i had a plan for my life as a little kid and after she passed away like everything went kind of haywire and i ended up living in ecuador for a few years and going to college in florida and i ended up teaching and it's just a bunch of random stuff that I never would have seen coming. Yeah. And so I think it would be kind of a weird and wacky story to read. Um, that being said, I don't know if it'd be an interesting story. I think it'd just be weird. That still be interesting. <laughs> I mean, I think that sounds yeah. interesting. Yeah. So, but I don't have a title for it. So if any listeners out there can help me. Um, Cause yeah. I, I I spent so much time thinking about the the other part, the be about part. I was like, I don't know. I ran out of title time. <laughs> it is hard though. Know. Like, what kind, you know, looking thinking of a title of your memoir. That's hard. <laughs> yeah, it is hard. I mean, that's what you know editors are for. Seriously, titles are difficult. P- people change titles all the time. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um. Like, I, I have two concepts for memoir, much like you, Susan, I mm-hmm. have two concepts. Because I, I had one that it was my original concept. Um, but after the zine fair, I was like, oh, no, I like this other one better. But um, mm-hmm. you know that cartoon of the gifted kid who's pushing on a door, but the door clearly <laughs> says pull? Yeah. Yep. I, I feel fairly, I, I relate to that. <laughs> um so um you know i would i'd entitle it i think you know um pull to enter Mm. and it would be generally about um 
I mean, uh, this is a little bit aggrandizing me, and I don't mean it that way, but like, you know, a smart person doing stupid stuff. (laughs) Just like all the things maybe I shouldn't have done in my life that have caused me to take weird and wacky paths. Mm. Um, Okay. And how, you know, with my career and with my degrees and, um, all the things I've done where like, it really makes no sense, but somehow it's all turned out. Okay. Um, I don't know if that's that interesting. Um, I think the title is better than the story. The, <laughs> the better, um, the better one, it would be, um, sort of my journey with, um, not biracial. I mean, not, not biracial, but by religious is more, I don't know. Uh, in, in a in a split household, my my mother's Catholic, my father's Jewish, mm. right? Yeah. Um, mm. And sort of the weird dichotomy that has been my entire life, um, and um, maybe I would call it being Jewish. I don't know, <laughs> which is I forget who gave me that. I may I may have to give Natalie credit for that. I don't know if I want to give her, I don't, I, I don't love that nickname, but, <laughs> so, but I think it was Natalie who first came up with it. Um, and just like random things my mother would say versus what my father would say about it and, and memories I have. Like, I remember my mom, you know, I was going <clears throat> to sleepaway camp for the first time and I was going, listen, I was going to a I'm about, it's ridiculous. I was going to a like upper New York performing arts camp sleepaway camp. If that doesn't have to have at least a 30% Jewish population at it, I don't know what, like, it's just so like, I don't know. Anyway, but my mom was nervous because I'd grown up in Boca Raton and that's like a 50% Jewish population and she was just nervous about what I'd come across. And she, like, took me aside and very seriously said to me, um, you know, if anybody asks you what religion you are, just tell them you're Irish and they'll assume you're Catholic. You're not lying. <laughs> and they're going to make a different assumption. And I was so confused. <laughs> <laughs> by that that completely (laughs) because it was really the first time my mom had been like being like had said to me where like the inference was being jewish was not good Mm -hmm. or maybe like not um safe um I i was just very confused i'm like but why would i say that just like, just trust me, just say it. You don't know who you're going to be around. You don't know who your counselors are going to be. You, you want to keep yourself safe. And I'm like, I, I, w- I was just so, as a child, I was so confused. And, and that, that's still being a child who had heard of the Holocaust, you know, because, I mean, you're Jewish, you hear about the Holocaust fairly early. Um, but yeah, I, and, and like, that's not the only weird thing. So I thought like, oh, maybe that would be more interesting and sort of like an essay slash memories about how about living that existence and what it's like and maybe that might be interesting some to some people i don't know so yeah. those are my two ideas they're good ideas yeah. though i like them both yeah 
So if if you are a publisher and you like any of these ideas, please get in touch with us. (laughs) You can get us at Eclectic Readers Book Club at Um, But yeah, um, it's just it's interesting to think about your own story, and Mm -hmm. it's it's hard for me as as me to think that anyone's going to care. But I'm sure at some point, all the people that have done memoirs have thought, oh, God, why would anyone care about this? Oh, sure. Yeah, like, sure. that. Was, that's the thing is, like, to me, my life is my life. Right. And I would, you know, I've tried to write stories and books and things like that in the past, but I've never tried to write about my life because who wants to read that? But, you know, like I said, if you think it's interesting, you let us know. We'll work <laughs> on that. Um, last, before we go to main reads, do you guys have any additional memoir faves that you would recommend to our listeners? Oh, man. I will tell anybody to read Born a Crime by Trevor Noah. Um, it is phenomenal. I also suggest listening to the audiobook because he narrates it. And uh, him doing his like mother and his grandmother's voices is <laughs> really funny and then like young (laughs) trevor noah is also like he's he just does such a good job narrating and he has led a such an interesting life um in south africa during apartheid like it's it's unbelievable it's so fascinating um and shows how humanity can be terrible um but he somehow overcomes that and gets through it and becomes you know super successful um the one thing about the, his book is that it's not really how he got to be host of The Daily Show. It's more of like, as he and he put it in interviews, like it's a love letter to his mother. Um, it shows like how, like as, some of the crazy stuff she's done, like she's been there, she's taught him like all these uh, morals and like how to treat women and how to like be around people. Like she's been like a cornerstone in his life and has really affected how he grew up. So, yeah, really good. What about you, Jeanette? Any recs? I mean, I definitely recommend the um, the Esmeralda Santiago trilogy to people. I I just legit love that story. And it's depending on which part you pick up. You get different things out of it. The first part is, of course, about her being a little kid in Puerto Rico. The second part is more about her coming to the U.S., and that one's called Almost a Woman, and I think that's my favorite. But it's about her coming to the mainland U.S. and um, being from a different culture and kind of adapting to that. And she's a teenager at this time. So if, you know, you have ever been a teenager who feels awkward and left out, you might enjoy that, which is, you know, pretty much every teenager. So, (laughs) like, I just think that there's a lot to get out of that. But then the third one is about her being in a really bad relationship. Um, So if you've ever been in a very bad kind of controlling relationship, there's stuff to get out of that one. So... Depending on where you fall on the spectrum, they're really, really good. Um, How about you, Tara? Uh, So (laughs) 
uh, funny that Susan was like, you know, I'm really tired of these rock star memoirs. <laughs> um, I really love Hunger Makes Me a Modern Girl by Carrie Brownstein. Mm. Um, who most people know Carrie Brownstein as a comedian and an actress. Um, she was in, she's in Portlandia. Um, she's phenomenal. Uh, that being said, she was also in a band called, uh, Sleater Kinney in the sort of grunge riot girl phase of, of our music history. And, um, it's about her time in the band and sort of what happened before and what happened a little bit after. And it's so smart and so funny and so witty. And I highly recommend listening to it because she narrates. And um, as if you've ever seen her do anything, you know she's hysterical. So um, it's really phenomenal. It, it Plus, it also includes music from the band as you go through it. Um, yeah, I, I I really love it. So sorry, Susan. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Like I said, I think when I was like being introduced to memoirs, that was just like the thing, you know. Yeah, that was the like, trend. Yeah. yeah. So I think now it's that's kind of died down, and now that's there's just a lot more to read. Like now it's like okay, it's it's all right. I can now that if I've read this, then I can take a break and like go to this memoir if I wanted to. Like so. <laughs> um, <laughs> but she is funny, and I don't really. Because I didn't know she was in a band. So to me, she's more like a comedian actress. So <laughs> like, oh, I didn't know she was in a band. Okay. <laughs> if, if, if you listen to, if you like Google Sleater Kinney, I guarantee you, you've heard some of their songs. Okay. Like they were a, a fairly big band in that Riot Girl scene. Um, so yeah. Yeah. You should maybe, maybe you should read the book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Find out more about it. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, let's move on to The Last Black Unicorn by Tiffany Haddish. So, um, just to give a quick summary first, um, in this memoir, actress and comedian Tiffany Haddish shares stories of her life, um, starting from her difficult childhood, struggling through the foster system, through her abusive marriage, and all the way into her experiences entering show business and learning about celebrity from Jada Pinkett Smith, people. It was fun. <laughs> um, so good. I know. We'll get there. Um, but Haddish has not had an easy life, and we ought to warn you that there are many things which have happened to her. She's experienced a lot of things that are disturbing or upsetting to some people. Mm-hmm. So just to be aware that those are probably going to come up in the discussion. Um, so let's start with our first one. What is one thing that stood out to you in this book? So I listened to it. She's so freaking hysterical. Oh, my God. uh, All right. So one of the other great things about memoirs is that a lot of people narrate their own memoir. Yep. Which is the which is the best. (laughs) It is the best to hear it from their voice. Um, Assuming they're decent at delivering. Um, True. But uh, yeah, she is so funny. And the way that she can introduce some disturbing themes and be really raw and really honest about it, but make it light enough that it's not, it's, it, it's ne- it was never at a point for me when I was reading it, like, I need to put the book down. 
you know, we've read a lot of books, I would say, in this in this club and in our time as podcasters now that um, I've had to walk away from books, you know, for a little bit just to put some distance. Um, even though this book deals with a lot of very serious issues, um, the way she delivers it, um, I never had that problem. And, and that doesn't, though, take away from the seriousness of it, which I really, really appreciated. Yeah, on that note, uh, Tara, that kind of, like, what makes me think is uh, she's been through so much yet, and, you know, this is how she dealt with a lot of her pain. One thing that stood out to me was how she took it all with with grace. Um, She could have just totally been a statistic, you know, Um, but she didn't. She, like, really persevered. She went through, and, and I was really amazed by that. Um, and that that is definitely a thing that stood out to me that, um, yes, her actions may not have been that great and and whatnot. But like she overall, she took what she had. She and she just she dealt with it with grace and she pulled through. And I really admire her for that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So did you guys both listen to this in audio? No, I listened to it. Uh, or I listened to it. <laughs> I read the print in, on ebook. I had I had to buy the book because the so, wait time was so long. <laughs> yeah, I was lucky. I had um, one library had one ebook copy left, um, <laughs> so I was I read it in print. So you know, along those lines, I listened to it with my eyes. Um, but <laughs> yes, that's, Tara, it. that's what I to say. I know. <laughs> I, I'm just backing you up, Susan. Just Thank go you. with it. Um, Thank you. <laughs> but Susan, you did audio, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, Tara so did audio. No, no, no. I did print. Oh, Tara. Sorry. <laughs> I met Tara. <laughs> I'm looking at our, uh, so for a peek behind the curtain, I'm looking at our um, our document here, and I looked at the wrong name. Um, <laughs> well, and to be fair, Susan usually does audio. I do. Like, I know. usually I do. Susan's bag. <laughs> like, that's her thing. I'm just, I'm just stealing it for this <laughs> Okay. So, um, so Tara did audio and Susan and I did print. So how does the writing compare or differ in audio versus print? What did you think about the writing in this book? I really wish I listened to the audio um, because and, and especially because um, I, ha- I haven't really listened to her comedy. I haven't watched her movies. I didn't know anything about her. So I couldn't really hear her voice. So to me, reading um, her writing in, on print was more like she spoke into a recorder and then it was transcribed onto paper and then shipped. Um, but, and, and, but it felt like she was because it felt like she was actually talking and she was speaking and she was telling the story like I'm, I'm like imagining hand movements and stuff, you know. <laughs> um, so I didn't quite like it in print. Um, and listening to Tara talking about it, like, I really wished I listened to the audiobook for this. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I don't know how this sounds when it was written. I, 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 I didn't read it at all. I just got to listen to, like, a six-hour comedy show with some very serious <laughs> interludes. Um, the experience for me was, like, I was sitting down with a friend and she was talking to me. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and I thought a couple of times as I was listening to her, I'm like, is this word for word 
on the page. I don't know how this would write or read in my head. I, I was like, I don't know how I would pick this up in, in my head. Um, but I didn't have to do that. And I don't know. So um, I really enjoyed my experience. That's all I can probably say. Sorry, Jeanette. No, I'm just... I- Nothing to be sorry about. I was curious because I also read it in print and I kind of had a similar experience um, where reading it, I felt like she, you know, it was written the way I expect that she talks. I also am not familiar with Tiffany Haddish. I've never seen anything she's done as far as I can recall. Um, So going into it was basically all brand new and reading it, it read the way a person would talk. And what I also wondered was um, there were things that were clearly supposed to be jokes, obviously on the page. Like, I'm not crazy. I knew like she would say things and they were supposed (laughs) to be funny. Um, And as I was reading it, I was like, okay, you know, yeah, that's amusing. That's funny. That's a joke. But I was rarely like, this is hilarious. And a lot Mm -hmm. of people I know when they've read the book or when they listen to it on audio, especially found the book really, really funny. Right. And I wondered if it's because of the way things are delivered versus on the page, ver- on the page versus in audio. Um, and your familiarity with her yes, also that helps part and doesn't would help. really help. I mean, it most people don't does. read memoirs of p- people they aren't familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not the case in book clubs. <laughs> right. I think in most general. people who would, would generally pick up a memoir are like, oh, I am interested in this because I either am interested in A, the subject, or B, the human. Um, but I, yeah, I definitely think it helped to listen to the audio. Did, so when we were discussing it in the real life book club, um, people did mention that, the re- the people who read it did mention that as the book, went on they were picking up on her cadence a little bit more like it got easier and it got funnier as the book moved forward did you experience that as well i did not experience it getting funnier i just you know i adjusted to the fact and i I mean it didn't take that long it's not a long book or you know a really hard read or anything so you know, I would say within a chapter or two, I adjusted to her style. Um, the things that were funny to me towards the end of the book, I think they would have been funny at the beginning of the book. I mean, mm-hmm. but I do think yeah. a familiarity with her style probably helps mm-hmm. um, because some of the things that were struck me as funny towards the end of the book were the stories she would tell about um, like learning to be a celebrity and you know, dealing with people who had, you know, initially dismissed her and then later were like, so um, you want to be in business with me? And, you know, again, hanging out with Will and Jada Smith. Mm -hmm. Um, Those things I think would have been funny to me at the beginning of the book, but I think it's because I'm familiar with those situations and stuff. Right? Right. Yeah. Well, I think that they're rewarding at the end of the book. They it's, are. It's not like like we mentioned this memoir being funny because memoir is funny, um, at least most of the time. Sorry, Jeanette. Uh, the 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 memoir is funny, but like the the memoir is not just meant to be a you know a comedy sketch. It is meant to talk about very serious situations. 
Right. Um, and she does and, use humor throughout the book. And that yeah. was going to be my next question. She And she talks about how she's done this since a child. She uses humor as her defense mechanism. So does the humor convey the seriousness of all the things she's been through? Do the serious topics diminish that humor? I mean, Terry, I think you were saying before that you didn't feel like it did. Already. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what did you feel, Susan? Oh, sorry, oh, Tara. Go ahead, Tara. Oh, I mean, especially hearing it. Like, especially hearing the conversational manner when she, you know, a couple times, you know, um, when she's in a bad relationship, you know, she'll, she'd like just break the fourth wall and be like, listen, you're going to, you're going to hate me for this. You're going to think, oh, you're so stupid, Tiffany. Why would you do this? Right. Um, but I'm going to tell you it anyway. And it, it, you know, it was funny, but then she explains the horrible thing that happened. And I'm thinking in my head, you are so correct. I do hate you. <laughs> I do think this is really, really dumb. Why would you do this? Um, and why would you continue to do this? She sort of has a problem. Um, but I think, but <laughs> I mean, she doesn't do it anymore. Knock on wood, hopefully. Um, but I, I, I don't think it diminishes it. I, I think that, you know, I, I, yeah, I just don't think it diminishes it, I guess. What about you, Susan? Um, I agree. I think what I was having a hard time, especially I think because, you know, I was reading it in print, was I think she was, I don't know, because it's not like, oh, I need to know more. Like, not really that. But um, I feel like she was addressing that, that serious issue. But at the same time, she was also, I think it was just like uh, trying to overlap it with the humor to soften her story. Um, I think in some parts were a little clunky, but I don't think it entirely diminished the humor. Because I still found it like some parts like um, pretty funny. Like, oh, you, you know. (laughs) Um, But I think uh, her trying to mask not mask it, but, um, like, I, I'm not sure how to put it. Like, <laughs> cause I didn't feel like it was less funny. I just thought it felt a little clunky. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I agree with you. I don't think it's the, like the humor is necessarily diminished per se, but I did find myself sometimes I, I could tell she was trying to make a joke and I found myself focusing more on the serious part, mm-hmm. even though there was a joke in there. Right. Um, because I don't think the humor at all hid the serious topics that she was trying to discuss, which I actually think is a really good thing because mm-hmm. um, I don't think she was trying to hide it. I think she was trying to cope, but mm-hmm. not hide. Right. Um, but every now and then I was like, yeah, that's funny, but isn't this really interesting if you think about it? And then I'd be like, oh, right. I, I, I almost missed the joke there. Yeah. <laughs> um, it didn't make the joke less funny to me. It just was interesting. Um, so I'm going to ask, because we talked about um, some various celebrity memoirs, rock star memoirs. <laughs> um, we've definitely read memoirs from people of varying amounts of celebrity. How is her story different from or similar to most celebrity memoirs? I'm sorry, could you repeat the question? How is Haddish's story different or similar to most celebrity memoirs? Like, in what ways did it surprise you or not surprise you? Gosh, um, 
I think it was different from others. Um, I was surprised. I was surprised at how approachable she still seemed. Um, especially after um, after I reading this book, I was like, you know, I uh, YouTubed a, f- a couple of interviews and stuff like that. Um, like she was on the Daily Show talking to Trevor Noah, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh okay, yeah. She so what I saw in the book is like how she is when you're talking to people. Like I saw she was approachable, and sometimes when people go through hard times, like it, you can kind of see there's like the tension in them, um, and I didn't really feel the, the the tension um so and she tried to keep things light even though her situations were not so light you know right so that's kind of nice they didn't try to go for like super angsty um and some some books can, can. it's like yes you, you went through a horrible experience i'm glad you're talking about it like this is great um but the way she's trying to talk through it is is different and refreshing i guess in a way so i haven't read a lot of celebrity memoirs um not like this not like oh i'm reading this book because this person is a celebrity um so I don't know how this compares. I mean, I know what I liked about this one in comparison to the other ones I've read or listened to. Um, I think it's really important with memoirs in general to get out of your safety zone Mm -hmm. and to sort of experience other people's lives and to sort of just, yeah, just experience something else. And... Tiffany Haddish's life has been extraordinary for both all the right reasons and all the wrong ones. And it's really remarkable to read it. Um, you know, when you, when you hear how she grew up and then you hear how she, and we've touched about it before, and, and you hear about how then she turned it around and with all this grace and all of this self-power she sort of took on you know she she really took comedy and she said no i'm gonna make this happen i you know i'm going to make this happen i'm gonna be successful at this this is going to be my thing and how you know she never took what happened to her and made it a tragedy yeah Mm -hmm. i think that Mm -hmm. that's uh, remarkable, and it's not something I read very often outside of fiction. <laughs> um, I don't read a lot of nonfiction um, that that sort of has that amount of an uphill battle. And it was it, it, I, I I'm honestly in awe of her and in awe of the story, and think it's really important, and I think incredibly brave of her to have told. Um, so I don't think that answers your question, but well, in some it ways it a actually does because I, you know, when I was reading this for whatever reason, like two celebrity memoirs, and maybe it's just I haven't read that many celebrity memoirs or something, but two memoirs kept popping into my head. Um, one was Tina Fey's, and the other one was Felicia Day's, and I didn't mean for that to rhyme. But <laughs> that's not my fault. That's their names. Um, 
you know, their stories kind of, it, it does kind of tell like the story of like how, how I got to here to there and the struggles and the obstacles. But I, there was something in this one that felt very, very real and raw in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of, like everybody's had their struggles to overcome, obviously. But I f- almost felt like Haddish's were still very much with her yeah and it it like it made me connect i think a little bit more and i found myself still thinking about her struggles when i put the book down which is not an experience that i had with the other two um so which is the reason why i brought up the question i would was like is this something that is similar to other memoirs you have read um sorry i lost my place <laughs> Um, so Haddish has suffered a great deal of abuse and pain at the hands of others. And what I found completely remarkable about her was that time and again, she's attempting to mend those relationships, use all her skills, her gifts, the things she's earned for the people who have hurt her over and over again. So what did you think of her willingness to forgive and try to develop relationships with those people? And would you react the same way? It's it's a huge show of spirit, right? Yep. And, and right. Yep. It really is. It, it's, gosh, I mean, and, and she does eventually pull, you know, draw some lines with some people, which is healthy to do. It is healthy, of course, when you know that this is a dangerous situation or this is an abusive situation that, like, you need to draw a line. And here it is. This is the line, and and. And I'm glad that she does it. But the fact that she's constantly willingly opening herself up for potential pain is it's a real show of strength. Um, You know, with her mom in specific. I mean, and she knows her mom can't help it. And I think that helps. Um, But her mom in specific, it's so painful to read. It's so painful. Oh, yeah. And... It, those are the parts that really get me too. Like I, I get re- I got really emotional <laughs> during those bits. Um, but you know, I really think Tiffany is one of those people who just have deep love, like just a deep wellspring of love in themselves, and that comes out really clear in the book. Um, and again, that that that's not fun because I think that's really hard. It's hard to have feelings like that. I, you know, I think a lot of us feel like it's dangerous even to have feelings like that. Um, and it was really inspiring to to read. I don't know if I would have reacted the same. <laughs> I don't. I, I'm um, right yeah, I don't think you. I could ever have... I don't think you can ever know how you're going to react to some of those situations until you're in them. Um, but I, but I, I, I don't know. Uh, but I do find how she handled them remarkable Uh, and sometimes occasionally stupid as she finds (laughs) out herself. Um, but still remarkable. Yeah. I mean, it shows like she has a lot of love to give, you know, and there are people who took advantage of that. Um, yeah, those people paid though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they <Sorry>. did <laughs> some of them. <laughs> Which is like if I if 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 you're asking me if like 
if I would be able to do the things she did, it's like, no, no, I would not. (laughs) They are so good, though. They're so good. I couldn't have done it, though. No. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I would definitely handle it differently. Uh, (laughs) um, I admire her uh, tenacity. I admire, like, just because she had such, she has such a passion, and you can really even just reading it on on the page, you see the passion. Um, and I'm so glad she had, not glad, but like um, that the passion is what kept her going. And she's like, you know what, this is like I love this person, and I need to help this person, even though they don't want my help. You know? Um, yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Some people give up. You it know? is amazing. <laughs> it is. So, and it's you know, it's funny to look and try and see yourself in those shoes because, of course, you don't know unless you're in that situation. Right. And I did find myself a couple of times. I'd be like, well, "Why would you continue trying that? Or why would you do that?" Ugh. Like, you know, like she would say, "You're going to think this is stupid," but and I'd be like, "Yeah, that is stupid." And then on the other hand, I'd be like, "Okay." But didn't I let, you know, whatever, that ex-boyfriend hurt me over and over again before I decided, like, we're done? So, you you know, I can see sometimes where she's coming from. And other times I'm like, you just have, like, the biggest heart. Yep. <laughs> you yeah. just do. Yep. Um, Seriously, though, the revenge stuff was <laughs> epic level. Oh, I know. Epic level mm. revenge. <laughs> she, she's pretty good at some of that. Um, like, real good. <laughs> The I uh, the revenge part was the part that I because um, Daniel's not a reader, so I told him about aloud, and he was like laughing, and I'm like, this is a lot of this is coming from the chapter that's not funny. Yeah, but yeah. he was nope. like, <laughs> that's you know, true. She's dealt that's with true. like an abusive marriage and all this stuff. There's cheating. There's horrible things happening, but the end of the chapter, I like. I'm telling, just telling it out loud, and he's like, "That's so funny." He's like, "My That's- grandbabies are in that room." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Yes, they are, honey. Yes, they are. <laughs> your grandbabies knew. Everybody knew. Everyone knew already. <laughs> um, it's true. Um, so, which stories stood out to you the most? Oh, no, I've already given all mine away. <laughs> oh no." <laughs> Um, yeah, the cha- the chapters with their mom r- really stood out to me um, on many levels. Like one, you know, her uh, she has a very unending love for her mom, even though her mom is very sick. You know, I think that's wonderful. Um, but also socially, like it kind of shows like how broken, you know, the healthcare system is where she her mom can't even get the help that she needs to help her you know, uh, regulate the imbalances that, that are there. And, you know, I'm sure she could have benefited from some therapy too, to talk through some of the, um, issues that she was having that was causing the aggression to come out more, you know? Um, Oh yeah. Our mental health system is terrible. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I just feel like anytime I can say that it's important. It, to say. It is important. It, um, this yeah. shows it, you know, and that is one yeah. thing that really stood out to me is like, you know, an ending love for her mom, trying to help her mom as best as she can. But then at the same time, our, our system is not helping, you know? Right. All right. Um, um, 
can I give a list? A really fast <laughs> list. Go ahead, give a list. Awesome. Okay. Um, when she decided to, when she decided she was done with her pimping um, <laughs> ex boyfriend, and then decided to pimp out his hoe un- from out under him, and then became a like gigolo, uh, not a gigolo, but like a pimp for gigolo. Yes. That was awesome. Um, hysterical. Um, all the stuff with her mom. Um, I love the Jada Pinkett, um, Smith, Will Smith, uh, swap tour story. Yes. <laughs> Just phenomenal. <laughs> phenomenal. Um, Jada Pinkett Smith's entire little mother henning of Tiffany Haddish and being like, listen, if you want to be Hollywood, you have to send the right signals and trying to like slowly get to her. Like, this isn't about me trying to take away where you're from or saying that where you're from is bad. Just if you want to go here, you need to be able to show that you value yourself and like explaining that to somebody and her realizing like, it's not about it, that. She somehow had this like odd self hate that she honestly didn't value herself that much. I thought that was a really good story. Um, but the one that made me cry was towards the end of the book and it was about her mom and she was just saying you know what she plans to do with her success and she's like really all I want though is to get my mom back you know get my mom back on those meds that she was on from before and get my mother back Mm -hmm. she's like that's really all I've ever wanted and uh, yeah it had me like bawling like a baby Oh yeah, I'm such a sap. Um, but I mean, there's so many good ones, but those are the ones that immediately stick out to me. Yeah, I, I mean, I would agree with those. Definitely, everything with her mom when her mom. Oh, is I have another losing Shit. it in the Walmart or Kmart or wherever parking lot. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it was like it was hurting my heart. Oh, um, yeah. and she like beat her twice. Mm-hmm. So yeah, in the middle of the parking yeah. lot with her, you know, screaming call for help. Yeah, uh, it just <sighs> broke my heart. Um, but I also really loved all the parts with the Smiths. Um, <laughs> and I, I thought it was really interesting. Actually, it, like an interesting look into the Hollywood kind of celebrity system that. Will Smith is like, I have not been a, in a real car for so long. I, I was like, oh my gosh, that really frightens me about you. <laughs> They're just in a whole nother level. Like, we just. They were what happened even. to West Philadelphia, born and raised? Yeah. Like, what they is really going are. on? Oh, honey, that was a long time ago. I'm pretty sure so he's far removed ago. from that now. Uh, <laughs> all right, I, sorry, I remembered another story that I just. Um, when she accidentally kills that old man during the bot <gasps> yes. oh my gosh I, I, yes that's another yes. one i shared <laughs> in, in fairness it, it wasn't like she killed him no he was old he had health problems <laughs> she was there <laughs> <laughs> but i just love how she's just like my booty killed him yeah <laughs> my booty killed him yeah that was and funny. then and then the woman sends the the daughter sends him her a nice like note See, being yes. like, i loved he that. Was happy don't worry about it yep. like i hope you don't blame yourself and i'm like yeah <laughs> see that part i really loved like that was my favorite part about the story is that the like she was like i'm sure he was happy that he went down like dancing with you yeah because that was probably you know the most fun he'd had in a long time or whatever i'm like that's really sweet 
I just and he was smiling. He was having a heart attack and smiling the whole time. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, oh my gosh. But yeah, that's uh, there's so, there's a lot of good stories in here. Um, in an interview about the book, Haddish said, I hope a little girl or little boy reads this and be like, my life is hard, but it ain't that hard. If she could survive that, I could survive anything because I honestly believe in my heart that it's all about how you think like your thoughts are either what you have, what either have you excel in life or have you fail in life. I just feel like it'll really help somebody. And if not, it'll give people something to talk about. So that's what she said she was trying to aim with that book. Do you think she succeeded with that? Oh, heck yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think her, I, and I think that's probably why she was just so unfailingly honest. I think a lot of other celebrities would have covered some of that stuff up a bit, just, you know, erased little parts here and there. Um, but I definitely, definitely think that she hit the, uh, that's her purpose statement. I feel like she fulfilled her purpose. Yeah. Um, one of the things she says is she, like, it'll give people something to talk about. And as I read this book, I found myself thinking more about social concerns in general than about her story in specific. Yep. Um, were there any social su- concerns that um, surprised you or were you, you know, deep in thought? Because especially like the mental health thing that you guys mentioned, that one was a big one and how kids in the foster system are served really like, oh, that yeah. hurt my heart oh, too. Awful. Um, some of the education stuff, of course, hit me pretty mm-hmm. hard. The fact that it wasn't until high school that people noticed that she was illiterate. Yep. How yep. intelligent must she have been, though? Or must she? Oh, be? oh yeah, definitely. Or, like, you know, her memory must a- be amazing. She's in honors and AP classes, and she's getting by by on her memory having people read to her, right, yeah. and listening really well in class. And I'm like that is incredible (laughs) like just incredible but the fact like nobody like noticed that she didn't read things herself until her drama teacher which (laughs) ps.com why the arts are important (laughs) (laughs) like i mean i don't know is there anything else that stood out to you other than mental health i i mean all sorts of things. Everything. I mean, yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. Socioeconomic <laughs> issues. No. Um, like I was like, I never had to deal with any of this in my yeah. life. Uh, domestic abuse. Um, oh my, oh my gosh. gosh. Yeah. yeah, the domestic abuse stuff. Yeah, it's just it's a whole bunch of things that like this is how it can affect somebody, you know. Um, yeah. And, and like she can't, she gives the glimpse of like, yeah, I know, like I shouldn't have taken it back, but I did, you know. Um, like that kind of thing it's just like people need to more know more about those kinds of things you know what i mean yeah, yeah. reader i married him twice like right. what right what yeah <laughs> yeah like it's just so rough mm-hmm. um so last question did you like it i yes. did and <laughs> i've recommended it like three times already so. <laughs> um i I I may want to like maybe in a couple of years or something try out the audiobook because um, I really think I missed out on a lot um, just reading it on print um, and I feel like I would so see myself liking it more if I listened to it because I heard some of her, 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 I I heard her tell some of the stories in interviews 
And I'm like, oh my gosh, he's telling it so well, you know? Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to do that in, in, in a few years. But I did like yes. it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, I agreed that I liked it. Um, I didn't love it, mm-hmm. but it made me curious to, like, seek out her work. Like, I want to see her stand up. I want to see her, you know, in a movie or something like that. So, yeah. you know, it made me more interested in her. and It made me think a lot. So, which I really Who else liked. wants to watch Girls Trip? Because I haven't watched, like, a comedy movie <laughs> in a hundred years, but I... I am going to watch this movie now. <laughs> yeah, and I hear, heard it was good anyway, so um, be worth watching. Cool. So, film recommendation from Eclectic Readers. <laughs> um, but our next book on Eclectic Readers will be A Discovery of Witches by Deborah Harkness. I would like to thank my book club members for, <laughs> for the sixth time in a row picking a book that I don't have to buy because I already have it or I can access it for free. So that one I actually already have. So you guys are making this a really economical year for me. Appreciate it. Yay. <laughs> I'm really excited. It's, it's all for you, Net. It's all it really for you. Is. But no, I really, I've been wanting to read this book for years. So I'm excited. I hope everybody else is too. Discovery of Witches. All right, I'm excited for that one too. That's been on my TBR for a while, so long time. Yep, yep. So yay, I'm excited. Well, uh, for our show notes, you guys can always go to eclecticreaders.fireside.fm/slash48 for those show notes. Any books that we've talked about, we'll link it to Goodreads and Amazon. Um, and where can people find you, lovely ladies? You can find me on. Goodreads and on Litzy at JMT Rivera. That's R I V E R A. Or you can find me on Twitter at Dr. Jeanette. That's D R J E A N N E T T E. And Tara? You can find me on Goodreads, Twitter, and Litzy, all under the same name, my full name, which is Tara T A R A Newman N E W M A N. And people can find me on Goodreads, Twitter, and let's see, under Duri Kaicho. That's R-U-R-I underscore K-A-I-C-H-O-U. And make sure to subscribe to your favorite podcatchers so you never miss an episode. They'll just be waiting for you, ready to be listened to at the start of your day. Um, And if you could please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, that's the best way um, people can find us. And if you leave a review of how awesome we are, um, then we'll have more people to listen in and discuss the books that we've read. And I think that's it. So let's go ahead and show this until next month. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.